You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. everybody welcome to the look ahead part of the sp nation nfl show i am rob stats guerrera with rj ochoa from blogging the boys and if you're watching on youtube or online you can see a very very special guest brandon lee gouton from bleeding green nation blg i'm going to you before rj how are you that's right uh we're keeping the uh the guest here the host in order of uh importance <laughs> naturally rob you start with yourself you, you really drive this thing uh always happy to jump on the look ahead and talk football which is basically here i just want to say um, i don't know if either of you have noticed this but i think that rob and i both put our computers at kind of the same level of distance away from us Brandon, you seem to sit a lot closer to your computer than, than I have a real handsome face that people need to see, RJ. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, do you have like a stand that the like the laptop is on that it's like directly in front of your face? It's like, are you, are want, you like are you within licking distance of the camera? Because it kind of feels that way based on like the depth perception here. I could really push my laptop back if I wanted to, but then I, I want to keep my microphone here. It's all just I like how it is. Mm. You get again, you get this big, beautiful face that you get to see. So that's what it is. All right. Off to a weird start, as you probably would have expected <laughs> if you've ever heard us do a show before. Uh, before we get rolling, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings. And let's get the news out of the way, boys. Because we have a very special announcement starting next week. This is the look. I guess starting this week since you're here now, BLG. But this is the look ahead. Nah, we are nah. expanding. He's, he's a guest right now, Stats. This, he's not <laughs> like he doesn't own a property here yet. This is a guest appearance by Brandon Lee Gunn. Well, it's going to be a three-man weave going forward. This is the show. BLG, we are taking the odd cast to Fridays. Hmm. Oh, well, what will the brand name be, Stats? I'm very curious. Will it be called the Oddcast or the Look Ahead? Which is going to be called the SB Nation NFL Show, as a matter of fact. Ah, interesting. Um, Well, you know, look, I'm not someone who picks sides in in little trivial things like that. All I will say, Brandon, we have been telling the NFC East mixtape audience a very special show, a visionary, um, some would say trailblazing show here at SB Nation, uh, that there was a special surprise coming. There are now two shows every single week where they can hear both you and I chopping it up. Obviously, NFC East stuff on the mixtape and here. Everything else uh, as pertaining to the NFL with, with our cute little friend stats. By the way, uh, speaking of cute little things, the AFC West mixtape thinks it's a thing now. Um, just just so that everybody knows, you know, it's, uh, hey, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, Brandon. Uh, what do we call the listeners here at the look ahead since this has been a topic of conversation mm. on the NFC East mixtape and there's really no great definitive answer yet. Uh, we we kind of need some names for the listeners of this show. And, and I know I want to know what the audience thinks. I want to know what you guys think. Drop them in your ratings and your or your reviews, I should say, when you also rate our show on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, please, please, please do so they are always appreciated and we always promise if you leave a rating and a review we will read it on the show we have two to get to today first one five star rating comes to us from this nickname is also taken to the number two like taken to the movie with liam neeson uh it's called review and a game as always i have to give you guys a five star rating y'all continue to drop podcast after podcast with great and honest takes about everything that's going on in the league the word league capitalized by the way so a lot of respect mm. here for the nfl and you're not afraid to criticize your own teams along the way thank you for being the voice of my drive <laughs> to and from work 
time for the game because who doesn't like games? Shrug emoji. Starting offense slash defense, SBN NFL contributors slash podcasters. Who's playing which positions? Keep up the great work. Y'all are awesome. I'm going to speak for both of you and say they were on a bit of a time crunch today. So maybe we kind of kick that subject down the road. Finally, this is the most important review that we've ever gotten. Five-star rating comes to us from Andy from Connecticut, not right near your neck of the world. Mm, that's not wow. a good sign, RJ. RJ's connection issues continue, which well, they were a big problem in or Monday. What the review Monday. Says. There you are. Now you're back, RJ. You're having your similar. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I, did did that not that not get heard? Uh, the review said that my there's that my singing was growing on them, and the review literally mm. said RJ Ocho is pretty good. So shout out to him. <laughs> I wish well, we the internet just said otherwise. Yeah. Like the Cowboys, started out strong and then disappeared when it really counted. All right, <laughs> let's get into the show today. By the way, this is the show that is most critical of the teams that they cover. There's that nobody more critical of the Eagles than BLG, the Cowboys than RJ, or the Niners than me. So that's what you could expect going forward. We're going to pick our MVP, our division winners, our Super Bowl picks, and we're each going to make up a random award that we are going to give out before the end of the program today. BLG, you are the guest, so I give you the first privilege. Which division would you like to start with? Why don't we start with the best division in the NFL stats, the NFC East. It's on brand. (laughs) We have two NFC East hosts on the show. Let's just get it out of the way. It's the elephant in the room. It's what the people are really here to hear us discuss. Eagles are winning the NFC East, and RJ knows it, and he's going to deny it. And obviously, you know, it's always a strong point in your favor when you can say you have the best starting quarterback in the division. But how can you say... (laughs) that the vibes of this Cowboys team, which are terrible, and the offseason they've had, how can you say this team is going to be the team, this Dallas team is going to be the one that breaks the curse slash streak of teams not repeating in this division, and it's going to be them and the Eagles who have made all these steps forward and have really good vibes right now. That's not going to be the team that wins the division this year. Um, I will offer stats just so you can kind of break the tie, although I think we all know you're picking the Eagles. I am picking the Cowboys because they have the best quarterback in the division. And I think they are the more top heavy team. Like I think, you know, the, like the Dak thing is emblematic of the point as a whole, but they have Dak. They have, they have the best quarterback in the division. Obviously they have the best maybe player in the division in Micah Parsons. They have the best corner in the division and Trayvon Diggs. I think you have to give him that title. I know Brandon did on um, the, our all NFC East team. You can debate that and kind of what it, it will look like as it unfolds, but they are the more top heavy team in that sense. So it's, it's really a question of can the superstars and a bunch of dudes Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes, you know, figure this thing out against the Monstars that, that are the group that, that Howie Roseman has built, a point that I have expressed great admiration and respect for. So I think that my uh, point of objectivity is, is very fair and very sound here. I will say this. I think we all generally, when our teams are reigning division champions, and, and we're asked this question, we all pick them, right? Oh, they're, they're going to win it again. They're going to go back. This is the most loose I've ever felt in that way. I, I don't know if, if that point makes sense. Like, I, I, I normally, if the Cowboys have won the division the year prior, I'm like, run it back. You know what I mean? But so I do feel that way, but like in the bare minimum sense, like, like I feel this way from like a 51% standpoint, their schedule is very easy. That is also applicable to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so this really will probably in all likelihood come down to Dallas versus Philly. And in, if we're talking about the top heaviness, the quarterbacks, those have been factors, extreme factors in those matchups specifically. Jalen Hurts has been awful in the games that he has played against the Cowboys. And I hate to say like the game or the season comes down to those two games, but if it does, and it seems like it might because of the extenuating circumstances, I will lean Dallas because they do have the more important sort of cornerstones. I'm picking the Eagles also. And this, I saw this. That's fair. You're sure. Whatever. I saw this from Dak Prescott. He said, Oh, keep writing about us. Keep doubting us. What have you ever done, Dak Prescott, that to earn any benefit of the doubt whatsoever? The last time I saw you, you were running a quarterback draw with the season on the line. You didn't know to give the ball to the official, and your team ran out of time to attempt a Hail Mary. So, yeah, Dak, I'm doubting you. I'm doubting you. I'm doubting your potato of a head coach, and I'm doubting the rest of your roster, which has undoubtedly gotten worse since last year. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles, and I feel great about it. I know we have a lot to get to. I just want to make sure this is all understood. Uh, Dak did an interview with Peter King a few weeks ago when the Cowboys scrimmaged with the Chargers, um, kind of the Cowboys of the AFC. Um, and so <laughs> he, he was asked uh, if he regrets anything about that sequence that you mentioned stats. And he said no, that he wouldn't. You know, I'm like, I don't think anybody not. would. Right, right. 
Uh, but he said he did say that he thinks that everyone involved could have been better. You know, mm. obviously the players, the coaches, the officials. It's like, dude, no, wow, like, <laughs> let it go. Like th- this is like that. I I don't. Dak is not a bad vibes person. I think we would all agree with that. But th- like, I, mm. I mean, just just let that it's go. Off season though. Um, that that was not a wise thing to say. Brandon mentioned, in case anybody somehow doesn't know, uh, the NFC East has not seen a repeat champion since 2004. The Dallas Cowboys, winners of 12 games last year, have not won double-digit games in back-to-back seasons since 1995 and 1996. Wow. They have not been a playoff team in back-to-back seasons since 2006 and 2007. But we and, shouldn't doubt them. Well, I mean, like, I think we all agree those things have nothing to do with who who this team is and the results from this year. But it is it is a thing right like if we're building the case like you know yeah right i mean mm-hmm. it, it, it is something they're fighting against and the last thing i would offer is there's a lot of like cowboys fans are like you know we do better when people doubt us that means absolutely nothing like of all the things that mean nothing that is the most nothingest one of them um <laughs> i will pick the cowboys but i will not at all be shocked the way i have been in seasons past if they lose it i do think the the external threat to these two if we have to pick one like who is taller of the commanders and giants it's probably the commanders um but but you know hey i mean it, it just kind of is what it no. is but we have a lot to get to rj i gave bog first crack or yeah i think i gave bog first crack so where are we you going did. next division wise i generally sort them east north southwest that's kind of how i always like process them in my mind so i'll go to the nfc north and i will do it i'm taking the minnesota vikings i mm. am a big believer wow. in the vikings I'm a big believer in Kirk Cousins. So is stats. So now we have 100% (laughs) agreement on Kirk Cousins here on the new version of the look ahead. Um, I just, I don't mean to just like lie in, in, you know, kind of plant on the hill of regression, like regressions coming from the Packers, but it just, this cannot sustain itself, especially like we we taught, we we kill the Cowboys, rightly so. Your roster regressed, your roster got weaker, et cetera, et cetera. Aaron Rodgers is a year older. Like, do we really, like last year was an aberration, right? Like people say like, oh, regressions coming, exceptions, you know, outliers. Last year was the outlier. Like he maintained that elite level of quarterback play. Can that happen again? Yeah, it's possible, but like the likelihood is even smaller, especially without Devontae Adams. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings have the best receiver in the NFL. They also happen to have Justin Jefferson. You know, I'm talking about Jalen Rager, by the way. Uh, so they've got both of them. I mean, they've got an elite running back in Dalvin Cook, and they have a very efficient quarterback in Kirk Cousins. And what's more is they finally have a head coach who doesn't hate him blindly for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I think this is all kind of coming up Vikings. And I, I, you know, the Vikings have generally won the NFC North when like chaos has encircled the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, kind of the way the commanders winning the NFC East has happened when, when the Cowboys have lost a franchise quarterback. I think this is the most authentic Minnesota Vikings NFC North title that we have seen in some time. I think the Vikings only got worse by adding Jalen Rager. So that's, that's a stock down for them right <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Um, but it's tough because I, I want to disagree with you, RJ, because obviously I don't believe in the starting quarterback, at least at a level to where, um, greatness will be achieved uh, i think obviously it could be like a wild card kind of team with kirk cousins but that uh, packers not dissimilar entirely to the to the cowboys in terms of like not the best vibes off season here i mean i'm looking at their starting receivers still it's alan lazard sammy watkins and randall cobb like really like that's what you're working with david bakhtiari has been missing time they just activated him uh, recently from the pup but like okay he might not be 100 percent uh or, or you know there might be some rust to shake off there all that said, this is still Aaron Rodgers. It's still a team that under Matt LaFleur has only won. That's all they've all they've done. It doesn't mean it'll go on forever, but I don't want to bet against that. So I have to lean with Green Bay still. I like everything you said about the Vikings, RJ, but I kind of agree with BLG. They still have Aaron Rodgers. He has literally shown no signs of dropping off, at least in the regular season. I know that they lost Devontae Adams, but he's actually had really good numbers without Devontae Adams in the past. Uh, I don't know that I totally buy into the whole Romeo Dobbs thing, but they've got good enough receivers, and he is so freaking good. I have to go Packers, but I agree. Like Their time, winter is coming for the Packers. I'll say Mm -hmm. that, but it's not coming. It won't be here this year. I do think the situations are really similar. Um, where I think they're different is people are way more inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to the Eagles than they are the Vikings. And that's not like fair or unfair. That's just kind of like the perceptions of the teams. And similarly, people are way more inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to the Packers over the Cowboys. Because to y'all's point, like what's Aaron Rodgers done? Like 
okay, he's only won one Super Bowl, whatever, but like the dude wins all the time. What do the Cowboys do all the time? They combust. So this is kind of like a, a confirm your priors type thing. I'm just more willing to to go bold. I'm, I'm the bravest one on the look ahead. That's fine. We can all say, we can all admit it. Um, so shout out to the Vikings. I've been on this train for a while. So if I'm anything, I'm consistent. There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity, RJ, and you're walking it. Stats, you're up next on division uh, picks, but I did kind of set the frame. So if you want to, you know, buck the trend, it's up to you. No, no, let's go to the NFC South. One of my least favorite divisions in all of football. As much as I am not on the Tom Brady train this year, I don't know what's going on with his personal life. I don't really care. All I know is it ain't a good look. It ain't a good sign that this guy that's been all in on everything for football, from everything he eats, sleeps, everything he does is about football. And then he leaves training camp in the middle of camp this year for a team he does not want to be on. As we all know, he wanted to be on the Dolphins. I think that's a bad look for the Bucks but I don't see any other threat in this division. I am not buying what the Saints are trying to sell me. I've said it all offseason. They're trying to make a Big Mac without the special sauce. Sean Payton's going to be a huge loss for them, and I'm not buying into Jameis Winston one bit. So as much as I think the the Bucks have big loser energy, I'm going to take them to win the division, BLG. It's so tough. Like, And this is a common theme in the NFC and going to be tough for me to even make my Super Bowl pick here. Like, There's no team in the NFC other than maybe the Eagles that you feel like the vibes are great. Like this team is on the rise. They're exciting. Like with all these top teams in the NFC, you're like, I don't really feel comfortable about this. Like, yeah, they've been (laughs) good in the past, but there's like some big red flags here that make me like very uncomfortable. And that's certainly going on with Tom Brady. I was just reading that article from I forget where some kind of like, um, not even like a football publication, but like kind of celebrity publication about like the New Giselle. York Post or whatever. New York yeah. Post, yeah. yeah, yeah, Giselle and his relationship and things being on, you know, like weird there. Like that's not a good vibe. Now it's ultimately Tom Brady, so you know, again, I have to give him benefit of the doubt. It's kind of earned that. And to Staff's point, is anyone considering the Falcons and Panthers in contention here? Like no. So you automatically rule them out. The only other team it would be is the Saints, who just got worse by trading away Johnson Gardner Johnson to the Eagles. Uh, by the way, right before Marcus May um, gets a hit with uh, an arrest and interesting to see if his availability could be impacted. Uh, Trevor Penning, their first round uh, pick. Um, he's going to be missing some time to start the season. Like the vibes are not necessarily great in New Orleans right now either. Um, although the Saints still, still do have a lot of secondary talent and defensive talent as a whole. I think that team will be decent, uh, not like top 10 pick worthy, but I think it has to be the Bucks. It's just so tough when you've had the injuries they did too to lose like um, Ryan Jensen like they did and obviously the other offensive line pieces. Like That's a big deal, especially when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. So hmm. I feel like they've taken a step back, but I'm still taking them to win the division. I do think the Saints, like the Eagles, are kind of a team that Twitter loves. Um, they're they're like a lot of like prominent people who who have like a soft spot for the Saints, so they kind of keep them in the the national conversation. I don't know, like, what's happening with Alvin Kamara? Like, is he getting suspended? Like, have we just right. forgotten about this? Like, is this like a thing? You know, like, is this just going to drop mid season? Uh, because he's obviously one of the things we feel best about. Um, I had my first fantasy draft of the year a few days ago. I know no that one cares, cares. Uh, but I got Mike Thomas like so late. And I thought I, but my point is like, I wrestled, like, I mean, I drafted him, but I was like, this isn't, this is potentially insane value, but this is also like potentially a dud. Like, I feel like there are so many people giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like since like 2020, Dak Prescott has more receiving touchdowns than Michael Thomas. (laughs) Uh, Terrence Steele, the Cowboys starting right tackle has more receiving touchdowns than Michael Thomas. And so I don't know, like we talk about that all the time. Like, can so-and-so just return after this long and, and be great? I mean, I I really don't know. We really kind of haven't seen him without Drew Brees. That's a significant detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said at the time, like it's such a cliche, like you, you, you win your division, you get a ticket to the tournament, you get a ticket to the dance, you never know what's gonna happen. I thought it was so strange that Tom Brady retired in an offseason where Sean Payton retired and the Falcons traded away Matt Ryan. Like I was like, dude, like if you, you've had a cupcake division your entire NFL career, this is the most cupcakeiest sort of cupcake that you could ever <laughs> possibly envision. Um, so I will take the Bucks. I don't care what the problems are. It, it, this is not a I'm not in on the Saints by any means the way some people are. I do want to ask you each a follow up question because because the NFC West is more competitive than the other three divisions. So if I gave you each the chance to pick one, who has the most combined wins of the bottom two teams, the the NFC East, uh, North or South? So we've got commanders and giants in the East, 
We've got Bears and Lions in the north, and we've got Falcons and Panthers in the south. Which combo which combo of teams has the most wins? So from the bottom two teams in any every NFC division except the West, to be clear. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it here, and I think I have to go. Oh man, this is tough. Uh <laughs> the Bears and the I, I feel okay about the Lions with the Bears. Ugh, that's like number one pick potential. Maybe the Giants and the Commanders, I guess, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, I think you have to say them. I think the Giants can take a little step forward, and I think the Commanders can be like mediocre. They play the like the, you know this. The NFC East plays the AFC South. I think that is a big factor in this. Yeah, I think the Commanders are probably the best of those teams. They're going to be doing the majority of the lifting, but I think I would agree. I would go with the NFC East. All right, one more division in the National Football Conference. It is my division, the NFC West. So I'm going to go first what? in this one. You get to go first twice in a row. I thought we were just keeping the same routine here. Maybe it's a snake draft, RJ. Yeah. Snake you ever order. think of that? Wow. That's a good partner right there. Way to save, way to bail me out because I had no response to that before you just said it. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I already said I would. The, you want to talk about bad vibes? The Rams, for a defending Super Bowl champion and a division champion, have some bad vibes. I don't know what's going on with Matt Stafford's arm. The dude can't throw. That I feel like that could be a problem for them going forward. I don't know. The problem is the 49ers now have just as bad of vibes <laughs> for keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. So I was going to pick the Niners, honestly, but I really don't like this Jimmy G thing. I think they just chopped Trey Lance's legs right out from under him. I think they're going to go into this. They're going to have this weird sort of Tua- Ryan Fitzpatrick vibe going on where if Lance struggles, people are going to be begging for Jimmy G to get I don't like it. I'm changing my pick. I had the Niners winning the West. I'm changing it to the Rams just because there's no way Seattle's winning it. I have no faith in the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, especially since another Call of Duty game's coming out during the year. So forget that. As much as I don't like the Rams, I just feel like they have their stuff together slightly better than the 49ers so i think i'm picking the rams rj uh well first of all i was actually wrong brandon would have been up next uh so if we are snaking it actually comes back to me um so brandon you lose in that um situation so sorry about that but anyway um i think the rams are the the vibiest team in the nfl in that they care about vibes more than anybody right like i care about about vibes more than (laughs) you you talk about but I don't mean that in that way. Like they, they're like, we have good vibes. Everybody, we have good. Hey, we're we're in LA. Like, woo, City of Angels, Hollywood. Yeah, LeBron comes to our games. Oh, yeah, right on. Woo, yeah. Oh, we do commercials. Like, look at our funny, you know, edited thing with Sean McVay and Les Snee. We're so cool. Like the Rams are constantly <laughs> trying to teach us that they're cool. Um, and it is so weird. Uh, the Matthew Stafford thing. I'm with you, stats. We've talked about that on um on the now dead version of the Look Ahead. And I don't. I mean, like, what? Like, if that was. I mean, people say this a lot, but like if, this, if that was Dak Prescott, think about it. Last year when he had the shoulder strain, it was like the biggest story of, of preseason and training camp. And, and some of that was the hard knocks factor, but like nobody questions the Rams. The Aaron Donald thing, everyone's so like down to like, just move on. Who cares? He said he said it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, let's just, you know, whatever. The team will handle it. it, it they won't tell us the punishment. Um, I agree with you on the super bad vibes. I hate that now that's like the like kind of hallmark word of our show. Uh, but uh, but w- when it comes to the Niners, I think that we all tend to do this. Like, like I think fans as a, as a whole, like anytime a safety plays well for the Eagles, Brandon, I'm sure people are like, Oh, like he, he reminds me of Brian Dawkins, right? Like, <laughs> and like, you know, like, like people do that. Like they just reference successful things that happen with their team. And so stats, I'm sure you've probably seen a take like Jimmy's just going to be to like, he, he's going to be the Alex Smith to Trey Lance is Colin Kaepernick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just because like something like that happened once or or not even like worse is saying like the Alex Smith to Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like that doesn't work. This is so awkward. And I hate when people fall for things. I know uh, fraud is being a fraud is one thing. Being a phony is a different thing. And stats, I'm sorry. Your general manager is the biggest phony in the NFL. John Mm -hmm. Lynch went on the Rich Eisen show on Thursday and said that he gathered, I don't know what the quote was stats, like 10 or 15 Niners players. Um, and told them this plan. They were like, oh, hell yeah, we love Jimmy. This is awesome. No, and then, like, all these Niners fans are like, see, it's okay. Like, the locker room's down. 
no, this is stupid. This is dumb. It's easy to be down in September. Wait till you start losing games and see how down people are. I, I agree with like people forget like Jimmy isn't just hasn't been like the quarterback. Like they love him. I mean, like like George Kittle, one of your most vocal and visible players, adores him. This is a thing. Like you can say it's it's maybe a five percent thing, but it is not a non-zero thing. Or it is a non-zero thing. So, so who's your pick? I pick the Rams. I just I think the Rams have the least um, I, I'm sad for you because this was such a an, an easy, you know, coup d'etat for the Niners to execute <laughs> and, and they fumbled it. So Brandon. It would be really boring if I picked the Rams. I can't do it. I think the Stafford the elbow thing, like the arm, whatever injury it is, like that's that makes me uncomfortable. It's another point in what I'm talking about when there's all these flaws with these NFC top teams. You're like, how can you just put that to the side? That's a big deal. And I do think the 49ers are not going to get off to a hot start, especially if Trey Lance is starting. I think it's very clear that Jimmy G is back because there are concerns, but I do think that stats will indeed have to jump into a lake as he said he would do. If Jimmy G takes a single snap, for yeah. the 49ers this season i'm in trouble <laughs> i it's gonna happen at some point as one snap because you know trey could get hurt like it's, it's, it's there's a decent or chance it's victory gonna formation that does count i i, I have to say I, I did give stats a little break i was not that doing g would ever be used on special teams or defense but i did say if he does somehow play on there that would not count it just has to be offensive snap um but uh yeah i i think that jimmy g will eventually take over for trey lance and naturally, you know what's going to happen at that point, right? It's not going to be that he plays like amazing, but it's going to be like the 49ers start winning again after a little bit of struggles. And then it's going to create a big, you know, controversy and it's going to be very annoying for your life stats, but that's absolutely going to happen. So I will take the Niners to win this division with Trey Lance getting benched at some point in favor of Jimmy G. Stats, I want to ask you one question. Brandon mentions precedence a lot um, on the mixtape. What precedent would there be for Trey Lance in year three? Right, like if, if we play out Brandon's uh, vision, right, where, you know, Trey is okay, fine, maybe. I actually, if I'm adding to Brandon's like kind of hypothetical, I think there will be a moment, a pocket where Trey Lance is amazing. And, and there will be all the like Niners homers that are like, see, this is not a thing. There'll even be like a clip of Jimmy like, you know, high-fiving him, slapping him on the back after, like, a big touchdown or something, and the, yeah, everything is great, and then it all falls apart. And and then Jimmy <laughs> comes in and saves the day. What precedent is there for what for the situation that Trey Lance would be going, in, be in going into 2023 at that point? It would be the most bizarre thing, and then it because they can't franchise Jimmy. That's part of his new deal. So let's say he does come in and save the day. Then it's like, if you want to bring him back, now you got to pay him a bunch of money because he's going to hit the open market. It's just the weirdest thing that they, this guy, you know, the running joke, the Niners have a defensive back called Dante Johnson, who has signed 14, actually now 15 contracts with the team. And his nickname is the Barnacle because he's like, he's just always there. He's always on the team. I don't know what we call Jimmy Garoppolo now because they cannot quit this guy. And the idea that, by the way, that he is insurance is absolutely crazy. He has literally gotten hurt every single year of his career except one, including when he only had to play four games because Tom Brady was suspended for Deflategate, and he still couldn't last those four games. So if that's your insurance, that is crazy to me. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a weird year, but it's going to be good for, for our business. So at least I have that, if nothing else. So let's my, recap quickly. My, my last thing here starts very quickly. The insinuation that like it becomes easier to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because the contract's more tradable now is so <laughs> stupid to me. Like, yeah. uh, oh, you're right. Nobody needed to trade for a quarterback <laughs> <laughs> like in the entire offseason. But now in the middle of the season with all the chaos swirling around, him, they're definitely going to do it. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I agree. Yeah. And if they do trade Jimmy G, then their backup quarterback is literally Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft in 2022 and Brock Purdy. It's weird in San Francisco. Anyway, BLG, you have the Eagles, Packers, Bucks, and Niners. RJ has the Cowboys, Vikings, Bucks, and Rams. I have the Eagles, Packers, Bucks, and Rams. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's go to the AFC now. We'll go back around up top. AFC East, RJ Ochoa. Um, that's not back up top. That's actually snaking, like we said. Um, I will take the Buffalo Bills. I think this one's pretty chalk. Um, they're my pick to win the AFC as a whole. Uh, I'll save the Super Bowl pick for a, a little bit uh, from now. I, I, you know, I think that Brandon, you mentioned who has good vibes, like the Eagles. The Bills are up there. Like we actually said that on the mixtape this week. That the Bills have very, very positive vibes, and some of that is like the Bills actually are what people, you know, people every whatever it was like circa 2016, 17, 18 were like. Oh, I think the Jaguars are going to be a playoff team this year. I think the Browns, right? Like, there's always that like kind of downtrodden team that people try to jump on. The Bills actually became that, like in a very, very successful way. Um, this historical franchise, really likable team, the mafia, the tables, all of it. I do maintain that it's, you know, last year we might look at it as like that was their window. That was their moment. It's so difficult to get back. You have to climb the entire mountain. You don't just get to pick back up where you lost and, and go defend those 13 seconds. But it does seem like they understand and acknowledge that. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the Patriots exist. I'm not afraid of the Dolphins. The Jets have somehow made themselves a bigger circus um, in the Robert Sala <laughs> era. Um, I, I think he's, we talked about this over the offseason. He's kind of my low key pick to be the first head coach fired this year, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, Buffalo Bills for me. I am surprised that I am doing this. I never oh, thought I would be no. here, but I'm going to no, do it. I'm going to take the Dolphins to win the oh. AFC East. I'm Brandon. I went to the Dolphins training camp and I was that is right. four to a throw. So I was, <laughs> it was, it really was eye opening. I was like, wow, this team, which in fairness, if I'm taking the Eagles to win the East and the Dolphins looked clearly better than the Eagles, then why would I not go with the Dolphins? Because the Bills are 500 times better than the Eagles. That's why. Okay, but like I think you look at the talent that they have, and it's legit. Like Tyreek Hill is a huge game changer for that offense. He was unstoppable in that practice against the Eagles, and I think that's going to translate into the regular season. I think he's going to be a big problem, and it's not just him. You had Jalen Waddle, who was awesome last year. You added Cedric Wilson, who I think is a nice like three behind mm -hmm. those top two guys, as you would know, RJ. You added Teron Armstead to strengthen their offensive line, which I think is 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 good enough to get things done. You have Mike Gusecki still. Um, I trust Mike McDaniel. I have I have faith, and I am buying Mike McDaniel right now. I think he's going to have that offense humming. The defense has talent. Jalen Phillips. I think it's going to take take a big step forward this year and get like give them a lot of pressure off the edge uh they added melvin ingram that's a sneaky nice little piece for them uh, you have one of the best corners in football Xavier howard and then obviously you're pairing him there uh with your boy uh byron jones um so i think or i guess he's on pup but they still uh he'll be back at some point and i think this team has a lot of talent i i buy mike mcdaniel i think he actually could be a good coach so I, I, at the very least, I will say, I think the Dolphins are being slept on. I like their over and all this idea that like the Patriots, like the Dolphins are definitely having better vibes offseason than the Patriots are. And I will take them to freaking win the AFC East. Wow. I'm stunned. I agree that I think two is going to look better under Mike McDaniel. Like he's, uh, he was a huge part of that Shanahan offense and the game planning. He knows how to prop up a shaky quarterback. So I think he'll look better, but we don't know anything about Mike McDaniel in terms of game management. You know, I constantly say this, but head coach is a different position than coordinator. It's not just, oh, you're a good coordinator, so you'll be a good coach. It's a more of a management position, and we don't know how he's going to be able to do there. So I just have too many questions with the Dolphins to pick that. And the Bills, the Dolphins might have a better roster than they have had, but it's not the Bills roster. It's not, especially, at, I mean, Josh Allen is so freaking good right now even if Tua is exactly what like your your rosiest prediction on Tua he's not anywhere close to Josh Allen 
And as long as that's the case with the rest of the roster there, I love Sean McDermott as a head coach. I will take the Buffalo Bills, and I will feel pretty good about it. I think your your Dolphins pick, though, BLG, is the second ballsiest pick of the show behind RJ's Vikings in the NFC North. Okay. Second, just for the record, second. I will say, <laughs> to your point, stats. There, we'll see how we're gonna do this here. There are a lot of people who don't think the Chargers are, you know, like they're a threat, but they're not gonna dethrone the Chiefs, even though they have Justin Herbert. So, like, if you're one of those people, and I know you're not, Brandon, but like, how can you believe that, like, if Justin Herbert can't close the gap on Patrick Mahomes, how can Tua close the gap on Josh Allen? Um, again, I like your priors line up with you allowing to be this type of person, but there's somebody out there who's contradictory in that sense. Um, so yeah, but, um, shout out to, um, the Patriots for getting no love here, but Brandon, you're up for two divisions in a row, the snake. Oh, wow. Why don't we go to the North? Like you like to, from the East to the North RJ, uh, the AFC North. It's simple for me. I'm taking the Bengals. I think they're the best team. I know you're probably going to take Lamar and the Ravens and everything. I think Joe Burrow really good. I think he's the best quarterback in that division. The offensive line is better. Uh, I like the Bengals. I think, you know, uh, they're kind of getting slept on a little bit for a team that went to the Super Bowl and was like not, it, it wasn't like they got blown out in the Super Bowl. Like they were in position to win that game. They could have feasibly won that game. They didn't, of course, almost doesn't count, but I like the Bengals. I don't mean to turn into like a Bengals hater. It's never been my take here. Um, but they, yes, they went to the Super Bowl, but that is like, that is like a, a branch of the like QB wins tree to me. Um, well, I, I think we still, I say still like it's been 10 years, but like nobody at all faults the chiefs for their epic collapse in the AFC <laughs> championship game. Like that, that was, you know, literally 28 to three ish. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same thing. Nothing will ever be, but it, it was a ma- especially considering stats and as uh, the audio audience in the seat, but like considering the, the offensive talent you had to work with, that was like an incredible collapse and the Bengals benefited from that. And I'm not saying, like, like give them their flowers. They totally deserved it. They earned it. The Bengals, all credit in the world. But, again, they're, they're like, moments of greatness have been pockets. They haven't had these sustained levels of greatness even throughout the end of that regular season. The first part, half of last year, we are like, yeah, the Bengals are cute, you know, but, like, we weren't impressed. And Burrow was coming off an injury still. Sure, that's, yes. that's fair. And, like, so maybe, maybe the pockets have been these, like, you know, signs of, like, you know, breaking through, like, the, the light breaking through the, the crusty dark, and it's all going to fall away and just be this big beaming light now. But a big point, you know, that we always lean on is regression to the mean. A year ago, Stats and I talked about how the Niners and Cowboys lost the most games due to injury in 2020. What happened? They were both playoff teams a season ago. They met in the playoffs. Stats and Niners whooped my Cowboys ass. And so, I mean, the, the, the Ravens have to benefit from that. They just have to. Like, there, there's no way on earth that they don't. I, I would love to be a little bit cute here and pick the Steelers, um, but I'm not mm. going to be. I, I think it's the Ravens. I think Lamar is special. I think we – I think people – I'm not saying like anyone like hates Lamar, but I think anything he does is exacerbated because of the Lamarness of of everything that's existed <laughs> for the last few years. And so I will take Lamar. It feels like the easier pick to me. Um, I do think the Bengals are a playoff team, but I I want them to prove that there is some level of sustained greatness that they can have. It's funny, you know. I keep hearing the Niners can't play Trey Lance if he struggles a little bit because they're in a Super Bowl window. And my pushback to all that is, who thought the Bengals were in a Super Bowl window last year? Like people were picking. Zach Taylor to be the first coach fire. Nobody had them going to the Super Bowl. If you win, you're in a Super Bowl window. So I never liked that explanation. I agree, RJ. I'm going Ravens. They had cluster injuries at defensive back, wide receiver, offensive line, and running back. Well, what do the Ravens like to do? They like to run the ball. So their whole offense was entirely short-circuited. And still, even with all those injuries, They were the number one seed in the AFC on December 1st. They only really went in the tank when Lamar went down. Even with all the injuries, they were the best team in the conference. Lamar has started 49 out of a possible 55 games, so it's not like he's this injury-prone guy. I just think he's the best quarterback in the division. I'll take the Ravens. Sorry, Bengals fans. I'm not doing your stupid little who day chant. Give me Baltimore. They got the best coach in the division also. I'll take the Ravens. There's always, I don't know how many years in a row it's been. Maybe you do stats. If you don't, we'll just call you Rob. Um, been a, a team who goes from from worst to first, right? I think we all agree this is the largest candidate. I know, Brandon, that you are our team Bengals. But I think if there's a team who goes from worst to first from a year ago to this year, the Ravens have the best opportunity of anybody. And I, I do think 
because I thought a year ago that people were sleeping on the Cowboys. And I didn't mean that in like a disrespectful way, but I think people were like, they were so bad in 2020. Yeah, their quarterback missed like the whole season. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and so like, I think that people, people oversimplify things like this or don't simplify things enough. This is very simple. The Ravens were destroyed last year. They were still very good. So if they get just regression to the mean here, I love them to even be the number one seed in the AFC potentially. All right, BLG, you're up again for the AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. I'm taking Doug Peterson, Dougie P to Ooh. win this division. Worst to first. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, why not? Who else do you feel great about in this division? I hate this division. It's it's not an inspiring division by any means. I like the Jags because for as much as I don't think they necessarily spent money wisely this offseason, they did get better, which is not saying a lot because they were the worst team in the league <laughs> for the past two seasons. But I think Doug Peterson raises their floor, as I've said, and I think he will help Trevor Lawrence take some steps forward, and I think Trevor Lawrence will take some steps forward. I don't know just how good he'll be, but I have to believe that – for, you know, as heralded as a prospect as he was for so long, I have to believe he can, can and will get better this year. Uh, so I feel good about, I don't I don't feel amazing about them. I don't feel about amazing about this division. But I think other teams, there's a case they're going to make a step back. And I think the Jags are on the rise. And it would be very boring if I just took the Colts here, like I bet people are going to do, because they're going to be like, or, or just take the Titans as, as repeat winners, which I don't think is, is the correct call. Um, so I will take the Jags. If I could, I would take no one from this division. Like, I don't like mm, any of the teams take. in this division. You should. You should say no one's going to win. <laughs> right. There will be nothing there. You know, I know a lot of Titans fans are going to get mad at us, but, like, I'm sorry. I think this is going to be – this is going to be the season where everyone by the end of it says Titans need a new quarterback. Like, they got to revamp everything. I really do think that the – from the trading of A.J. Brown, no real replacement – they, if there's nothing more emblematic of where the Titans are, they just signed Josh Gordon to be on their practice squad. Like that's how desperate they are for help at wide receiver. They signed Josh Gordon. Cause they're like, well, in 2013, he led the league in receiving. It's like, well, it's 2022. That was a long time. It's a decade ago. Like, what are we doing here? I don't like the vibes coming from Tennessee. I'm going to pick the Colts, but I don't really like it. I just think they have a good quarterback. They have a good roster. Their head coach is okay. And in this division, like, I think that's all it takes. So I'm picking Indy, but I don't feel good about it at all. The Colts are actually frauds, not phonies, just to be very clear here. Um, so I've been thinking about this one a lot. I think the Titans is not only chalk, but I think we all think, like, I have, we have no idea. Like, what, like, do we all think Malik Willis comes in at some point, right? Like, if you're yes. right, stats, and, like, everything falls apart. Like, they, they have the recipe for the, like, insert the rookie quarterback to save the narrative of the season, you know, energy going on here. Um, so I think we all think the Titans are going to regress. We do. You have to, you're talking about number one seeds. They were the number one seed in, in the AFC last year. Like that—that that is, they are kind of maybe flying under the radar from a respect standpoint. But they—they they are the Cowboys. They traded AJ Brown. Like did nothing to abort. You know, nothing but like they all—all all they did was weaken their roster. And unlike the Cowboys, they don't have Dak Prescott. No offense to Ryan Tannehill, but you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, I think the Jaguars make a lot of sense, Brandon. I mean, I can totally see it. Right, like. We we if things we forget like we forget that Trevor Lawrence is is an amazing prospect, an amazing talent. He has an adult in the room, which in and of itself is enough. Doug Peterson is a coach I I respect. Travis Etienne didn't play at all last year. Maybe Christian Kirk really is worth all that money. There are a lot of like ways you can kind of talk yourself into it. But I will say this: in 2020, there were some like of course things that happened, right? Like something happens, you're like, oh, of course, of course that would happen. And of course, in the chaotic year that was 2020, the season with no fans effectively, the team with no name won the NFC East in the Washington football team, right? So in the spirit of that, the Houston Texans, all right, like we kind of sleep on Davis Mills, quietly productive, right? N not amazing, quietly productive. They have a rookie running back in Damian Pierce, who a lot of people are into. Like, couldn't you kind of like, see the formula like them picking up some some wins within the division they get to play the nfc east to our point all along brandon for two wins against washington and, and new york they get to play the chargers early on of, of i have pounded that table that we do not give the the chargers or like fault for losing to the texans mm. similarly we don't give the so texans, dumb. well we don't give the texans credit for that like that was well you can't do both why? Why can't you say that like that it was an impressive day from the Texans and it was disappointing that the Chargers fell to them? Like it it can be both. But so like we don't do any of that. Like the Texans 
you know, were involved in some things themselves that are deplorable and they, you know, clearly suck as a franchise. But I could kind of see it and I could kind of see the like, of courseness of it all surrounding what has happened to the Texans. We all agree, right? Like, there's no way the universe lets Deshaun Watson go into Houston and win his first game as a Brown. So, like, the Texans get that win right there. Like, I, I just think this is kind of lining up Houston. I don't hate it. I don't think that's impossible. I was thinking about like long shot plays. Um, you look at their roster. It's not great, but it's also like it's better than it was last year. I don't mm-hmm. buy Lovey Smith, though. Like we're in year. How are we in year 2022? And Lovey Smith is a head coach and Geno Smith is a starting quarterback. Like, like, <laughs> like imagine like, Smith you know, thing. When, when, yeah, when those guys were like, you know, fired, last fired or you know lost their last job. If I told you like this is where we'd be in 2022, no one would believe that. that is, so I don't totally buy uh, Lovey there um but i do think they can kind of i think they're being i think they're probably being underrated i will say that much all right um, last AFC division west. that's mine afc west i get to go first here back off um i would like to read you all a quote from russell wilson um that he said in the oh, aftermath God. of his uh new contract it wasn't really about how much <laughs> it, 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 it was about how many how many super bowls are we going to win dude what on earth like i just <laughs> You should have played I, for free if it wasn't about how much money. Yeah, like I, I, I do not buy the Broncos' energy. They, like I could see Nathaniel Hackett being fired after this year, right? Like, and Russ, then Russ, like orchestrating like some sort of like LeBron Ty Lue, like getting his guy, you know, in who he wants. This is this is clearly the these. Are, I hate when teams bow and become weaker and smaller than a quarterback. I hated when the Vikings did that with Brett Favre. And this, that's kind of what's happening here. The Broncos have become the Russell Wilson show and he is a great player, but I don't think he's as great of a player as they think that they're getting. I will take the Kansas city chiefs. I think they're slept on. I think that we forget that Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He has become underrated. I understand the love and adoration for the chargers, but I am in, you, you got to prove it to me, you know, territory with them. They, they have fallen short way too many times, including in the Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley era. I recognize that that sample size is very small, but the Chiefs have an overwhelming sample size to believe in. I cannot stand Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, it's just, it's re- he's a caricature of himself, and he was already a caricature. That's, it's just absurd now, the point that they've gotten to with him. And, and let's be clear, Nathaniel Hackett is the coach of the Broncos because they wanted Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves Nathaniel Hackett. He's talked about how much he loves him. Their play was Aaron Rodgers. Remember, there was a report last year from Mark Schlereth before the draft that they were on the one-yard line with a deal with the Packers to get Aaron Rodgers. So, like, it was a clear thing. By the way, after he reported it, the hilarious thing was the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers both called Mark Schlereth, and they were like, where are you hearing this from? Which I found incredible. But the Broncos' plan was Aaron Rodgers. Now they have Russell Wilson. Now they sign him to that big deal. Great. I agree with you, RJ. He might be good, and they'll be better, and everybody in this division is going to be good, but the Chiefs are just a cut above. They have the best coach in the division. They have the best quarterback in the division. I know they did not look good the last time we saw them in the playoffs, but it's hard to be as good as they have been for as long as they have been without some sort of drop-off. They're coming back this year. I think their offense is not going to be as bad as people think. Yes, Tyreek Hill is gone, but it's not like they replaced him with random draft pick they actually replaced him with notable veterans i'm taking the chiefs to win the division as well it's going to be close but i'll take kansas city stats of like you said the broncos were on the one yard line famously russell wilson Mm. very close to the goal line seahawks did not use marshawn lentz russell wilson's the ball is intercepted so uh there you go some symmetry or whatever you want to call it for you there i mean you already know i'm gonna take you know i'm gonna take the chargers of course i am I don't know if you guys listened to NFL University this week, which you should, also on the SB Nation NFL show here. Justice was talking about how Justin Herbert's level from what he's read or heard or whatever, like his level of understanding of this offense is at an entirely new level. And he's even more advanced than he has been. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers to do it. It's for real this time. I will do it every <laughs> year until it happens. I will manifest it into happening I believe in Justin Herbert very much, so I will ride with him. I'll take the Chargers. Wow. Okay. So you're surprised I didn't take the Chargers, aren't you, RJ? 
No, um, you're a man of logic and reason and good taste. So, you know, I uh, I respect it. I do think that we all would agree that Patrick Mahomes has become underrated. Like everyone's gone from the like creating reasons to think he's amazing to now like being infatuated with other things. So I, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's properly rated. But anyway, uh, OK, so we have to pick our MVP, our Super Bowl pick and our random made up award. So we got to move here. RJ, I start with you. Who's your MVP? Uh, my MVP, I think that Josh Allen, it's too difficult. I, I think a lot of people are going to go there. Like to win MVP, you have to kind of come nowhere. Like it, it's so impossible to carry the standard. So this lines up with a lot of what I am sort of predicting for the season. I will pick Kirk Cousins to an MVP. That's, that's, an, <laughs> that's an, no, I, look, I, what? I, I like spoiler. I have the Vikings winning the NFC. I, I think the Vikings are an amazing team this year. What do you believe more, <laughs> your Kirk Cousins MVP pick or your your Giants winning the NFC's pick? Which that was a, a bad take. That was there was a moment of friendship that I got caught up in. Um, but like, no, like you have to come out of nowhere. Like, like you're you're both gonna pick some like superstar quarterbacks, and it's impossible. It's like it. it I think you like Aaron Rodgers came out of nowhere last no, but year. Like, to win he, he did not have a legitimate challenger last year. Last year was a really unique year. From Tom Brady was a legitimate standpoint. challenger. <laughs> but like, like it would be impossible for Josh Allen to live up to this hype. It is going to be like this under the radar person. It won't be Josh Allen. It won't be Justin Herbert. It might be Patrick Mahomes because he kind of has become underrated once again. But I think the, the best case, the best arguments from a narrative standpoint are for the like come from nowhere dude. Kind of the way Matt Ryan wanted in 2016. So in, in that vein, I would say Kirk Cousins. I would say Derek Carr. It, it has to be somebody that kind of resuscitates a team and brings them to life out of nowhere. Not that the Raiders were bad last year. They were a playoff team. But you both get where I'm coming from. I took Carr in the MVP draft that we did for that reasoning. Mm -hmm. And you didn't like it. And you like you crapped I would all say, over it. Very quickly, I think Dak, <laughs> if the Cowboys survive, I think Dak has an argument. Like like presumably, right? Because if they, if they are good. <sighs> Okay. No, like, because no, could we like we all agree if the Cowboys are a playoff team? It's I get what you're saying, but it's it, not going to happen. Right, I'm not interested in your who has an argument. I asked for who won the MVP, and you told us BLG, Justin Herbert. I'll keep it that simple. We're on a time Ooh. crunch here, and you already know I'm. I, that was my number one pick in our MVP draft that we did on the Fourth of July. So I'll just stick with it. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about you. you're right, church, wrong pew, RJ. You want a team that's going to a guy that's going to resuscitate? Well, guess what? Everyone remembers them losing all those games at the end of the year. He's going to come back strong. Give me Lamar. And if the Ravens have any success this year, it's all going to be because of mm. Lamar Jackson. So, and the contract stuff. Oh, my gosh. It'd be so juicy. Yep. I'm going to take Lamar and I'm going to feel damn good about it. All right. Let's go. You want to go to our crazy award thing? Yeah. Make us made up. All right. I'm ready. This was yeah, your go idea. Go ahead. Okay, so mine is the player who is most likely to have kind of the national love affair turn on them, right? Like somebody who's like a darling that is, is if for like, and this is by like performance related, like doesn't play well. And so people just kind of like, um, like Andy from Toy Story taking Woody and throwing him in the box and playing with Buzz instead. And that's Joe Burrow. Like it, it, like Joe Burrow became this love affair for the national media. People all obsessed. Joe Cool. Oh yeah, they're doing the gritty. They're doing all this stuff. If and when the Bengals are not successful, the national media will forget that Joe Burrow exists. The Cincinnati Bengals will return to banishment as far as the NFL is concerned. I think with Burrow, it's just like they clearly were winning because of him. And I buy quarterbacks who do that. So that's all I wanted to say about him. Uh, my award is like, something along the lines of biggest fraud slash maybe biggest red flag we're all just ignoring and it's the patriots like y'all you guys i, just, I heard i've heard many people talk here on the explanation nf show oh, nfl show you can't oh you can't doubt bill belichick yes i can and i can absolutely doubt him <laughs> when he's making freaking uh <laughs> matt patricia and joe judge rj who we have both clowned many times on the mixtape and elsewhere uh and i can't believe you guys are buying that i i think mac jones is decent but he needs support and he is not getting support when he has matt patricia and joe judge uh trying to be the ones that help him i think if this were anyone else in the nfl everyone'd be like what are you doing bill belichick does not get that benefit of the doubt from me when it is this egregious i think the patriots don't even finish with a winning record this year I bought I bought the energy when they signed Jonu Smith and it, like the free agency season of a year yes, ago. I was you did. I, That's right. I know I was like, oh, and they're all the way too. back. And and like to to your point, kind of like but just about everything they've done in the post Tom Brady era, except for like kind of stumbling into Mac Jones, has aged rather poorly. It's a short time, uh, but this is a big season for like the future of the Patriots in that sense. I want to say one last thing that may heighten the take, the boldness of the take. Patriots have a better chance of finishing last in the division than they do winning it.
I agree with that. Wow. That's impressive in a division with the New York Jets. Never, ever doubt the New York Jets' ability to finish in last place, BLG. Uh, my pick is going to be the bedrock claim, the bedrock like staple that you can come back to about the NFL, you know, like first to worst every year. The bedrock claim that's going to fall this year is the Pittsburgh Steelers never have a losing record under Mike Tomlin. Mm, wow. What the hell has Mitchell Trubisky done? To make people think all of a sudden he's a good quarterback because he sat behind Josh Allen for a year and had some good preseason games in Buffalo. Like, this guy is not it. He's going to play in a loaded conference. He's, what is he, the third best quarterback in the division? Probably the worst. Is he even the starter, though? Because it could be Pickett. Even better. Great. Give me Kenny Pickett, little tiny baby hands. Kenny <laughs> he was Pickett. great in the preseason. But, you know, oh sh- my shout God. out to Pitt, by the way. Got a big win on Thursday night. Who cares? Uh, Go back to, your, to Pitt, Kenny Pickett. To, to your point, stats, I think the trade-off is if if that like bedrock crumbles, shout out, of course, to, to Fred, Barney, Wilma, and um, Betty, right? Um, you know. any, anyway. Um, bam, bam. But I, I could see Kenny Pickett like elevating them, so to speak, to like a 7-10 and 10 record. And so like that being rookie of the year, worthy and so like that's the like the, the indiana jones idol swap like out goes the never having a record below 500 in comes the incumbent the new guy and then we get like this onslaught of kenny pickett stories for 2023 yeah great the guy that needs gloves to hold on to the football is going to be the quarterback in pittsburgh awesome all right super bowl pick time blg i'm going to you who's your two teams and who Chargers eagles <laughs> you wish. I mean, I would still take Kenny Pickett over what Ben Roethlisberger has been the past two years. I think that's an upgrade. Um, yeah, sadly. My Super Bowl teams. Chargers, easy. Definitely picking with them, sticking with that. The NFC is tough, man. I said it earlier. It's really hard to feel like especially good about one of these teams. You can poke holes in all of them. For as much as I'm, you know, uh, getting more optimistic about the Eagles, quarterback is still kind of a big issue. Uh, I think I have to go speaking of the quarterback with the bucks i know that the some of the vibes have been questionable but uh it's tom brady and if i'm going to give someone the benefit of the doubt it's going to be him so i'll ride with that so who's your you're going brady over herbert in the super bowl i'll take herbert to win the 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 chargers will win the super bowl but brady will be represented in the nfc rj i already kind of laid my cards out um, I think that the Buffalo Bills, they remind me of the 2014 San Antonio Spurs. Uh, in case anybody forgot, the Spurs the year before lost in the finals in seven games to the Miami Heat. Um, and I was living in San Antonio at the time. The Spurs showed up day one, 2014, to beat the Heat in the finals. That was the, the whole reason. The whole season was devoted to getting back to the finals and beating the Heat. And they didn't just beat them. They destroyed them. They obliterated them. They broke apart that nucleus that obviously all then went their separate ways. Uh, and then the Spurs fell apart. Shout out to Kawhi for rooting everything. Uh, but, the, <laughs> but the Bills kind of like, you know, remind me of that energy, right? Like they signed, like everything they have done has been to get back to that moment. But the difference between them and someone like the Cowboys is they understand the journey. They, they understand we cannot just start at that moment, but we're, we're prepared. We're going to get back there and we're going to finish this off. So the Bills are my pick to win the AFC. To Brandon's point, the NFC is kind of this like open, open floor right now. I think you agree stats. And so like, I think, I know you both like, Neither of you believes in Kirk Cousins as a quarterback the way that I do, but I think you can see it. Like, Brandon, we talk so much on the mixtape about, like, can you see a path? You can totally see a path where Kirk Cousins gets hot. Where when Justin, he wins big games, which he where, never does. Where, but we're Justin – call it a Justin Jefferson takeover. Like, could you not see, like, a playoff game where Justin Jefferson has, like, 230 yards or something and just, like – Yeah, one. That's how it would have to be. It would have to be him. But, like, that path exists. And, like, you could see the NFC kind of crumbling around them. I could totally see that happening. And stats, what other personal hell could you be living in other than the Minnesota Vikings defeating the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl and everybody saying that Kyle Shanahan should have waited out getting Kirk Cousins instead of creating this mess with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? I am picking the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl over the Buffalo Bills. That is Wow. I will Look, say I, I believe in my takes. I'm like, you guys, I'm going to Chargers, you know, these people, all these teams that everybody believes in. Oh, yeah. The oh, Tom Brady. I'm super brave. Well, I mean, anybody could just pick a crap team to win the Super Bowl. That's not difficult either. I will say there is a real chance that Kirk Cousins is the 49ers quarterback in 2024. But that's that's jumping the gun. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Um, my Super Bowl pick, just to make this quick, I'm going Ravens over. 
Eagles. I really believe mm. in the Eagles, BLG. Every like every five minutes, it seems like the Eagles are making a move. Where you're like, how the hell did they do that? And just this is not the biggest move, but this just illustrates the point. They were talking to John Lynch of the 49ers trying to trade for Trey Sermon. And John Lynch wouldn't agree to a trade. And so the Eagles just picked him up on the waiver wire. Like if you're John Lynch, you know the Eagles are interested in this guy. So why then would you not just agree to anything just to get something for him? And yet you don't, and the Eagles just pick him up. But like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, like every five minutes, the Eagles are making a smart play. Their roster is way more loaded than people think. I'm buying into the mobile quarterback this year. I'm going Ravens over Eagles. I think that the NFC is wide open, and I think people are sleeping on Lamar. I really, really do. Like we're forgetting how good this guy is, especially because he got hurt last year. So BLG, you should be proud of me because I had to listen to you every week last year talk about how the Eagles have bad vibes and all that stuff. Well, now I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. So are you proud of me? I mean, I'm just shocked you didn't pick the 49ers because I, you know, I figured you would do that. And also, I don't love you picking the quarterback who cannot get it done in the playoffs or very much has not been able to get it done this far. So we both like purple teams, RJ. We are the true purple people leaders. There you go. Um, So good for us. So those are our picks. Let us know what you think. Leave it in your review. If we're crazy, if you agree, whatever, hit us up. We want to hear from you. And again, this is the show going forward every Friday for you. If you tune in online, you can see BLG now wearing sunglasses during the program. Deal with it. Uh, (laughs) So there's that added bonus. RJ, thank you very much. BLG, thank you very much. Enjoy the last weekend Without NFL football, until we get to the week before the Super Bowl, everybody, we made it. We made it through the muck. We'll talk to you next week. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.